Welcome to Messy Life Podcast. You know, life is messy, but it's in our mess that we find our message. And just because your life is messy, it doesn't mean you're messed up. We want to open up our lives. We want to open up our mess. We want to open up what we've learned through really painful, dark journeys. And our hope on the other end of this podcast, on the other end of Messy Life, is that you would find courage and strength and laughter and joy in the midst of your journey, that you would know that you are not in this alone and that you are stronger than you ever thought you were. So let's get messy. Welcome to Messy Life Podcast, and for the very first time, dun, dun, dun. we have our very first <laughs> guest today. Today, we'll be introducing him in just a moment, yep. but uh, we're very excited about this, and we know you're going to love this episode. Yeah, absolutely. So we are. We have a guest on. Um, are you excited? Very excited. Very <laughs> Do you excited. feel like so honored? You should. Beyond honored. You should feel so honored. <laughs> Beyond. Our well, dogs just, are just remember... <laughs> Just because your life is messy doesn't mean you're messed up. <laughs> I get and it. today we want to introduce you to Andy Williamson. Yeah. He is the owner, CEO of a large and huge marketing company. <laughs> okay. Also, we have to start over. Why? Our dogs are being crazy. Well, One of them just bit my crotch, just to be <laughs> honest with you. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, dogs, <laughs> settle down. We can edit that part out. Yeah. He's a huge marketing exec, and he's also a pastor. So we're going to uh, be kind of diving into what his world looks like. And if you hear me and Casey kind of tuning in and out, we are sharing a microphone tonight. So if you hear a little smacking, you know I'm, I'm reaching over for a kiss or two. Stop. So tell everybody what you're doing for Christmas, because I think it's the coolest idea on the face of the planet. So for Christmas, um, you know, Christmas is a great time of the year, right? That's like a time where most people are, are potentially open to church. Yeah. Um, but it also, I do know that it's also one of the hardest times for, for a majority of the people that cannot do really big things for their kids. And, and it's a very stressful time for, yeah. for, for families, especially that families are just trying to, to make it. So what's really hard for me is is I don't like seeing people hurt. I'm a fixer, so if I see anybody that's down and out, I'm ready to give them everything. And and so we, we partnered with Vets for Kids earlier this year um, here in Charlotte, and I started to think, you know, if there's families that are struggling to even be able to, to sleep on a bed and they're laying on the floor, then the chances of them having a Christmas tree is probably slim to numb. So I, I, I contacted uh, Daniel Fogarty at Vets for Kids, and I said, hey, what do you think the odds are of some of your your um your past uh, people that you've delivered furniture to do you think that they you know how do they do for christmas and you know of course he's like you know that's a loaded question you know they're you know just getting by and i said do you think that we can locate like at least 100 families that probably do not celebrate christmas really well because they maybe you know can't buy presents or don't even have a christmas tree and he said yeah man the christmas trees out of the question. They, they don't have money to, to yeah. do that. So they're just trying to, you know, get by. So I thought, man, what an amazing time it would be is if we can come into the, the Thanksgiving week and start kicking off the, the, the feeling of thanks. Yeah. And so I said, Joy. let's, let's create this whole campaign where we would raise 
money to to sponsor a hundred Christmas trees and get a Christmas tree farm to to go with us, and we would sponsor a <laughs> hundred Christmas trees. But then I took it a step further, and I was like, well, if we just show up and we give them a Christmas tree, but they have no way to put ornaments on or lights, I mean, that's going to be kind of a sad Christmas tree. Yeah, right? yeah, Charlie Brown. Yeah, so I said, okay, well, let's let's do a Christmas trees, and then let's do Christmas tree starter kits. And I thought this would be a great way for our, our, our church families to get involved to where they can get a box, that we would give them a box and a packing slip of different things that we think are needed for this starter kit. So we would deliver a tree and a, a box, a starter kit, and some notes inside that let them know why they're, they're not only loved, but that they are absolutely chosen and that they are so valuable that the, the king of the world um, uh, died for them. I mean, I think that's really powerful with no strings attached. So we are going to be delivering 100 um, Christmas trees and Christmas tree starter kits the, the, the Thursday before Thanksgiving on November 21st. And then I thought, well, let's take it a step further. Let's go adopt a couple um, nursing homes and let's find some <laughs> nursing homes that, um, that maybe are a little underfunded, that, that um, probably don't have a lot of cheer. So we created this thing called Deck the Halls and we're going to have teams go in and, and you know deck the halls and put up different... Christmas decorations, etc. Our whole goal is just to get people out and serving and giving. Yeah. Because yeah. if they can see the, the the faces of an elderly person in a nursing home mm-hmm. or or a mom and dad that 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 was scraping some money up to maybe try to do something for Christmas, now you've alleviated the issue yeah. of of a Christmas tree and Christmas. And now you can give them this Christmas tree starter kit and give them the option of can we help you put it up? Yeah. Can we string lights with you? Or let me give you this and Pray enjoy your what you're about to do with your family. Yeah. It is going to be amazing. And watch those kids put this Christmas tree together. It'll be incredible, right? And so then what happens is I wanted to do it on a Thursday because I felt that there would be a water, um, a, a, a water, uh, What's that thing when people go to the water fountain? Yeah, water fountain moment, right? You get that, like, you know, water people, cooler. Yeah. Water cooler, that's it, that's it. We don't have one at work, but yeah. so water cooler moment. I felt like if they could serve on a Thursday afternoon or Thursday evening delivering Christmas trees and they go to work the next day, like, are you not, you will have stories to tell. Mm, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how to infiltrate people in conversations, which I felt if we did it on a Thursday, they'd go to work on Friday and they'd have that water cooler moment where they're, they're like, man, you would never believe what I just did. Yeah. See, because that's easier to talk about than, hey, come to my church. Because churches are weird. Churches are strange and weird and there's a lot of boundaries. But hey, I just mm-hmm. delivered a Christmas tree and a Christmas tree starter kit. My church put this on and it's just like, it was incredible. And I saw the eyes of this little girl you know, and, and so you can have that conversation and that person would have a, be way more open of a conversation about that than come and in, in to my church. Yeah. So, so now they, they can experience church because that's right. really what being the church is about. So, you know, we'll do all that. And then, you know, that, that Sunday, um, uh, November 24th, we will have uh, a Christmas tree lighting and a service. And we, 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 we don't have a morning service that one Sunday. We have a night service and, and, and we have a big to-do and, and we get to love on our people. But it'll give me an opportunity to kick something else off that night. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I think if any of our listeners are out there and maybe you've had moments where, man, you, you don't even know if church is something that you could do. Or maybe you're just sitting in the back because you're like, I don't trust anyone. Uh, we've all had those moments yeah. uh, because 
Uh, churches are, you know, they're a hospital for unhealthy people. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you're going in there looking for everyone to be a saint, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But can I just say, maybe you're not in Charlotte, maybe you're not around here, but maybe you getting a Christmas tree yeah. and a starter kit will yeah. cause a revolution and a revival in your own life when you go and you give out of a purity of your heart. And you can't help but feel uh, Christ in the midst of that because he is the one who goes to the lone, lowly and broken. Yeah. And, um, and and the people who receive it will never forget. I, I mean, I, I grew up on welfare in a single-parent household. And I remember one day we didn't know where we were going to get groceries. And on our front porch, there were three brown bags filled with groceries Never forgot that moment. Wow. Changed my life. Um, I mean, as a kid, you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is miraculous," <laughs> and you know, you're, you're, you're you, I, it stayed with me even now. And so, yeah. creating those memories and those moments for for other people, and then also what it will do to bring um, your own heart joy. That's right. And connect you with uh, the Christ who um, will be working through you and with you. This could be a moment for your own personal revival in a huge way. And as well, I think it also sets you up into a leadership role where you're not just looking to others to um, be that thing for you that you're looking for. You're actually then becoming the thing that um, is meeting that need. And there's something powerful in that exchange and so if you're out there, you're listening to this, man, start your own personal revolution. Yeah, I love and, that. And you know, sometimes, um, and, and revival for yourself, sometimes um, we look and we're looking to heal that wound. And I think God is so good in life, the way he structured it can bring that over time. But I always feel like the last 20% of any kind of full restoration has to come with giving back. Yeah. It's not a receiving, but it's actually like physical therapy where you're actually strengthening that area. It's not just about receiving medication or receiving those yeah. things that are healing or the antibiotics that are healing it, but it's actually, you have to get out there and do some of that physical so therapy. Good. And I think spiritually and emotionally, if you will do something, um, volunteer at a soup kitchen. Um, you will, um, maybe volunteer to be, a a a sponsor or a youth worker, you know, and help helping your young people. You will see that last healing, that last portion, um, to where you're, you're not just kind of hobbling through life, but now you're able to break free and run because you've worked through that physical therapy. So this is a great opportunity for anyone who's maybe found yourself in that position. Yeah, I think too it's super cool in a season where we're conditioned to be selfish, to refocus to other people and give back. Like a season where your kids are trained to be selfish. Give me your list. Like what do you want? Versus like positioning yourself and positioning your family to give back is like such a beautiful thing, you know? Um, it's so funny, yeah. like, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I think I think Pastor Joel said it best. I think that you can, um, I think a lot of times we wait for the for, for somebody to, to appoint us to being able to make a difference. Mm. 
when he's absolutely right. It, it's it's just it's just sharing something. It's 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 mowing someone's yard yeah. unexpectedly. It's raking their leaves when it's it's a, an elderly person coming home and their leaves are all raked up and yeah. it's just a little note that just says that they matter. I think that we lose sight on uh, as as church people on what the mission is. Yeah, I agree. And uh, and it's even funny because I had somebody knock the fact that, well, Christmas isn't about a Christmas tree. <laughs> and that's when you know you've got a good church person there, lowercase b. <laughs> you know, it's not about Christmas tree. Why don't you share them with Jesus? It's like, all right, like relax for a second. I mean, this is the opening way we can create a conversation with them. And when you love somebody and you show them love, so, so trust doesn't happen without love. And in order to win somebody, they've got to trust. And you can't win them by letting them know everything that they already know about themselves. They know they're hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They know they're broken. They know that they have needs. But when you accentuate the things that you see that God is doing and going mm-hmm. to do, mm-hmm. and you start speaking that life into them, they will run and flock to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They will want to be around you. Yeah. So I believe that you're absolutely right. This season is an amazing season where people can actually make a difference. And it doesn't mean you have to have any money to do so. You can do it by simply serving and uh, and just um, making a difference inside your community, right? Wherever you're at, you're at your coffee shop or at your neighborhood or, or, or at a preschool or something yeah. like that. You There's know, I, I think um, what you said was super powerful. You kind of gave us um, some stepping stones. Um, you said love has to come before trust and trust has to come before faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and so before we ever would share our faith, uh, you look for the opportunities of love and trust building. It's kind of like when I was dating Casey, um, before I could ever take a step of faith or she could ever say and say, I do, you know, on the altar, you had to start with love and love yeah. is uh, living for another person's benefit. Yeah, so fosters do, trust. You know, yeah, do I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And do I, do I show up when I say I'm going to show up? Do I, mm-hmm. uh, am I faithful to take what you share with the, you know, the, the, the tender things of your heart? Am I kind with that? And, and as you love someone that opens up trust. And when you have trust, then you can stand at the altar and you can say, okay, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna take the leap for better or for worse. But sometimes uh, we stand at the wedding altar and we say, well, don't you wanna you know, say I do for the rest of your life? And you're like, well, I don't even know who the hell this person is. Can I say that? I don't know. But I don't even know who this person is. And so when we back it up a little bit, and I love how you said, Andy, about creating opportunities to have conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Um, that we can see so much more happen and and it doesn't take a ton of work. You don't have to like, um, spend hours, you know, earning the right to be heard. Well, just look around, look around you. Like think of who's going to listen to this. There'll be students, there'll be, um, young families, parents or of some sort. So it's like we, we miss, misunderstand our calling as a, as somebody that has received Jesus as our savior. 
the, the calling is, is making a difference right where I'm at. So if I'm going to school, if you're a student right now and you don't think that you can make a difference by showing up a little earlier and thanking your teacher for what they are giving yeah. up to teach you and you don't think that makes a difference, you're wrong. How about somebody that has a job and you think that it's just a job and they don't pay you enough, but, but you're looking at it incorrectly. Like show up even earlier, do things, find other things that are not done by others and just do them. Somebody in management's gonna ask why you do these things and you do not have to say because... I am hoping to get paid more or you or any of that, that'll come. What you can say is, you know, I'm thankful to have the opportunity to, to have this job. After a while, they'll settle down and want to know who are you and why you operate that way. That is when you can share faith. Yeah. So good. Love, actually, trust, faith. Yeah, it has to, it has to come in that order. It has to. Um, but I, I've grown up in an environment at times where, it was beat over my head to be something and be in a certain, look a certain way or act a certain way. And that equated to be a Christian. When the reality is, is that Christ comes out inside me when I, when I'm emptying myself of me and filling myself with him. So that is a journey. I'm not going to win it all today. I'm going to, to hopefully continue to mature as a human, mature as an adult and mature as a, as a believer But the greatest maturity I see as a Christian is when unbelievers are flocking to you because they want something you have. So good. That's when the beauty of it comes out. I think that's when it's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, pastor, priest, elder, deacon, (laughs) uh, all of the above, uh, Andy, we we appreciate you so much. It has been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. It has been um, a pleasure to have you in our lives. Yeah. And to to be friends, um, it, it's it, it, you have been one of the biggest blessings in our lives personally, and I know in thousands of people, um, yeah. you know who who's in who are in your life. So thank you so much for joining us. Any last words? Any any last thoughts before we, we we head off here? Yeah, I mean it's an honor, really, to be be honest with you. I I um. I'm humbled to even, you know, really even beyond this, uh, to be honest with you. And, and to, and, and really I'm excited for other people, people that are listening to this right now, you can make a difference and you do not have to wait to make a difference. You can make a difference right now and you can, you can show up and be about it, but, um, learn Uh, one thing that I do every day. And this is going to sound super churchy, um, (laughs) is, uh, I, I, I've done this with my worship team is, is I read a, a Psalm and a proverb every day. And then I, and then I, I just, I, I don't think Christians do a great job with, um, meditating, you know, Mm. slowing down and meditating, meditating on what God is doing, what, what position you're in. And, and so slow down, look around and you know what, there's blessing and opportunity. There's always opportunity to, to find the blessing of what God's doing in the, in the, in the, in the valleys you think that are, that are not the, what you want. It's, there, you can't enjoy the, the summit without going through the valley. And so man, this good. is good, man. This is awesome. Man. I believe in, well, I believe in the both of you without question. And, and more so, I think that, I pray that, that somebody that hears this on the other end is able to find hope yeah. and find courage and find faith. And, yeah. uh, God is alive. Um, he sent his son, Jesus and, and, uh, and Jesus, gave it all so we could have life and it's not so we can have a mundane life it's so we can have the brightest craziest beautiful life ever so i hope you guys enjoy and can get that 
So, um, okay, can I share something super quick as we wrap up the last of the podcast? We'll close it with this. Is that bad? Um, okay, so I love this. Like, I feel like we've shared so much about church, being in the trenches, how you keep your mind focused. So I heard something today that I thought was literally brought me to tears, and I'm just going to read it because I thought it was so good. And sometimes I think when you're in the trenches of ministry and church and life, you can get lost in the trenches and, like, lose sight of the big picture and it's sometimes brutal and you take hits and blows and it hurts and then you can get lost in that for a minute and so I heard this this morning and it was so it wrecked me and I thought we could just read it because I think it's a good recap to the end of the podcast and everything we talk about um and so it was the guy who wrote this song Reckless Love Mm. and he he talked about the meaning behind why he wrote the song And I literally journaled it all out because it was so overwhelming and beautiful and such a beautiful reminder of our why, like why you work a full-time job and still do this on the side or why like there are days I wake up and think, why have I not given up the church so long ago? And this is why. So this is what he says. I'm going to read it and then we can call it a night. Um, He says, God's love isn't cautious. His love isn't crafty or slick. It's not cunning or shrewd. All things considered, it's quite childlike. And might I even suggest that sometimes it's downright ridiculous. His love bankrupted heaven for you and for me. His love doesn't consider himself first. It isn't selfish selfish or self-serving. He doesn't wonder what he will gain or lose by putting himself on the line. He simply puts himself out there on the off chance that you and I might give him that love in return. His love isn't cautious. It's a love that sent his own son to die a gruesome death on a cross. There is no plan B with the love of God. He gives his heart so completely and so preposterously that if refused, would think it irreparably broken. Yet he gives himself away again and again and again and time and time again. Make no mistake that our sins do pain his heart. And 70 times 7 is a lot of times to get your heart broken. Yet he opens up and allows us back in every single time. His love saw you when you hated him and all logic said that they will reject me. Yet he said, nah, I don't care what it costs me. I lay my life on the line as long as I get their hearts. Mm. So good, right? So powerful. Like what a beautiful reminder that if we could, that his crazy reckless love for us, like no matter how many jabs we take, no matter how many blows we take, like we serve a God whose love is so wild and so crazy. And so we get back up again and we dust ourselves off so that people can experience the love that we've experienced. And so may I recommend, <laughs> if you're having a hard time with faith, that you just back it up a couple steps. Yeah. And just let love be your first step. Yeah. Maybe you, receiving love feels like a foreign language to you. And so you need to give some love. A Christmas tree, a soup kitchen, a kind word. Uh, pay it forward, you know, a random act of kindness, whatever it is. But in that love, I can promise you're going to find God there. 
And a couple of those acts, maybe you'll begin to trust yourself a little bit more. Just trust your discernment again. And then it won't be too long to where that love and that trust will blow into the sails of your faith and you'll begin to be moving forward again. And what seemed like a shipwreck will now be a propelling forward into the destiny that God has always seen would be yours. You heard it in Andy's story. A life lived seemed like it was a wreck. But in moments, he pushed him forward. And in two years, he would never say this, but 600 to 1,000 people show up at this crazy place <laughs> called the factory. And so you may feel like your life has been a shipwreck or you've shipwrecked or you've, been, you've run up against the rocks too many times. But if you start with love today, I promise trust will come and your faith will be restored. And it is faith when you put those sails up <laughs> and God blows into the wind of those sails that will take you into a life that is wilder, more breathtaking than you could have ever imagined. We're so glad that you tuned in, that you turned us on, and that um, your life, even though it's messy, doesn't mean you're messed up. And in your test, you will find your testimony. And in your mess, you're going to find your ministry. Thanks so much. We've created this podcast because we love helping people along their journeys. Beyond the podcast, you'll find us coaching folks through their messy moments. We do this online or on site for individuals, couples, and organizational leaders. So if you'd like to talk to one or both of us, you can head over to joeljohnson.org or you can get in touch with us through social media. Also, if you like the show, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review. And you can share it with your friends. If you'd like a copy of the show notes for today's episode, you can head over to joeljohnson.org slash podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to Messy Life Podcast. 